Hey, Jake, can I get a large bottle of that Baiju? You know what? Make it two large bottles. Because tomorrow isn't guaranteed. You have no idea. I used to complain that every day felt the same. And now every day is the same. Seriously. Shoes, pants, rip them, flip them. Okay, coffee anyone? I don't know how this is possible. But I keep repeating the same day. Sorry, pal! And as many times as I've seen this happen to my apartment, I still can't help but think I'm never, ever getting my security deposit back. It wasn't always like this. I had a woman once. Look at you. The son I love. Now, a bunch of assholes trying to kill me over and over again. But no matter how hard I fight, I die. Every single day. What if the ability to rewrite history was real? What if I can erase our mistakes? This gives me the power of God. Don't worry, son. I'll come back for you. How do I stop this, Gemma? It's not about stopping. It's about restarting. Exactly. What the hell? Let's take this to the next level. They have an army. All I have is time. I need to learn how to fight with a sword. Someone's been the busiest little beaver. I've been waiting for this for a long time. to watch 30 movies, a movie each day in June. Day 16 of year 8 of movie month, and the podcast will start soon. He's going to watch 30 movies. Films and some lowbrow. Year eight of fans, not experts, movie month, and the podcast starts right now. Year eight, year eight of movie month, that much you already know. Year eight, year eight of movie month, and now it's
it's a rarity for me, I feel like, to watch movies on Hulu. Um, it's just like not a place I go to a lot to look for movies. And yet, not only is this my um, third Hulu movie this month, but it's also my second Hulu original movie. A movie that premiered on Hulu and lives on Hulu is a Hulu movie. The first one being Palm Springs, and the second one being today's movie from 2021, Boss Level, which tells me that Hulu is really into these time loop movies. Let's relive the same day over and over. I just want to do it in different genres. Let's do one in a rom-com. Let's do one in an action movie. So today I watched another time-related movie. Uh, It's been the theme this month. We got Tenant. We had Bill and Ted. We have uh, Palm Springs. And now we have, um, of course, Boss Level, directed by Joe Carnahan, who is a name I know. I looked him up. I was like, I'm not sure if, like, the only thing I've seen that he's done is the A-Team. I never saw The Gray, uh, and I never saw Smoke and Aces. Uh, but I, I did see the A team, and he is—he um, likes Liam Neeson because he did the gray with him, and then also in the gray was Frank Grillo, who was the star of this movie. I never think of Frank Grillo as a star; I think of him as the the hot-headed uh, sidekick to someone or the bad guy. I've seen him in a lot. I've, you've seen him in things, and you may you may go, "Wait, his name's Frank Grillo." I've seen him in so many things. Like even he's been on some of the Netflix Marvel shows. I think it was the Punisher TV shows. Um, he's just been around things. I, if I said, what do you know him from? I'd be like, I don't know. I just know him from being him. He's been in a bunch of different things. And that's what I think of when I think of Frank Grillo. But now, now I think I'm going to think of Frank Grillo from Boss Level. Uh, you know, this was my, I think this is my kind of first foray of seeing him in a lead role. And I have to say he was pretty enjoyable. He had the, I mean, he's, he's the big, big, big ass tough guy. A um, little bit of humor, but also just kind of that like, like dry wit, dry sarcasm that you look for, I guess, in an action comedy. Because I guess you could say this is kind of an action comedy, um, sci-fi sorta. Uh, so let's tell you the story now. It's it's starring first of all uh, Frank Grillo, as I said, Naomi Watts, who to me you'd think is a much bigger name, and then I think, well, King Kong. I looked her up. I was like, oh, Mulholland Drive. That was a while ago. I almost feel like she hadn't um, like become as huge as I thought she would have been. I mean, she's been working forever. She's a fine actress. She was fine in this. She was. I want to say she was great in this. She was good in this. I'm not saying she was bad in this, but I'm not, I'm not like, oh, my God, what an amazing performance. It was perfectly exactly what it needed to be. Uh, and it was also starring the main – I mean, they didn't – they didn't really hide the fact that this guy was the villain the entire time. Uh, he's an actor by the name of Melvin Gibson. You might know him from such films as Mad Max, Lethal Weapon, or you might know him uh, from Braveheart, um, or uh, the director, he directed Jesus once. Uh, and he's just a, he also is a psychotic madman uh, that's, you know, like kind of blew up his whole career because he's like, you know, some sort of giant racist anti-Semite kind of a dude who you just also happens to be a really talented director or filmmaker actor. Um, and you know, like even like he was kind of fun in, in daddy, uh, daddy's home too. Was it daddy's home? Daddy's home too. Um, 
And then this, you know, you could, you're like, Mel Gibson could still deliver a performance. He didn't do a ton in this. He chewed up the scenery where he was. He chewed on a cigar uh, for the times he was in it. But he didn't play a major role for being the biggest name in the movie in second build. He was there, um, you know, at the end, quote unquote, uh, of each, you know, attempt. Uh, so just to give you the, the idea of what this movie is, the guy, this guy wakes up. We're already in the time loop with him. And we, um, we see him, people trying to kill him. And sometimes he escapes. Sometimes he escapes and gets a little further. Sometimes he just, you know, he doesn't make it very far at all. But we start off and he's already like at the 140th attempt, I think it was. Is it the 40th or 140th attempt? What I like about this is that we don't just stay here. We get, um, we get flashbacks to earlier attempts. We get to see some funny, you know, over-the-top comedic violent deaths. We get to see... Uh, quote unquote yesterday, the day before the, what's probably leading up to this, which we assume is something to deal with his ex-wife um, or his girlfriend. I think it's his ex-wife, uh, Naomi Watts, who is a scientist working for some company. I want to say, the, is the company Die Now? Because there was a, definitely a Die Now vest that he was wearing, um, which, you know, I guess is kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek die now because this guy dies over and over and over again to relive his life but what i i do like is yeah we the 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 mystery that is like how, why is this happening and him picking up little tidbits as he goes and realizing okay i can use this and then he dies again like finding the tracker in his teeth um finding you know discovering that he can um you know the downtimes and where he can go and who he can trust uh, the the people that he meets along the way and how he learns things about them, like this guy in a in a sushi restaurant or Japanese restaurant, I don't know exactly what it was, uh, or Chinese restaurant, I don't, I I'm not sure. Um, and he um, he kind of knows this guy who talks about surveillance, and he figures out that he can help him find a tracker in his tooth. That's how he finds all that stuff out. Uh, but the and the fact that it's called boss level, it was almost like we're watching this guy live a video game. Because when you play a video game, you get as far as you can. You, you figure out, you learn the techniques, you learn how to get to a certain point, And then uh, you may not make it. You die. You start again. And you just start again. And, you, you know, you, until if you die, you know, then the game's over. You restart the game. That's kind of how a video game is. Like he's restarting the game and he's trying to get further and further into the game. And you're just trying, trying over and over until you can get to the big boss at the end, the boss level, quote unquote. And I just, I like that he kind of even figured out things. Um, you know, he even, like they they hit you over the head with the video game uh, kind of comparison because he ends up uh, going to his son, this kid who doesn't know he's his son. Um, and they, you know, spend time together and at, at a video game convention. What I like is at one point he just cares about hanging out with his son and learning as much as he can about his son over and over and over again. What we find out is this woman is working on almost looks like a like the big what is it those the big hydron collider things that that they say scientists are working on. Um, he she seems to be working on it for Mel Gibson, the evil man, who you know no real explanation there, no explanation of why she has this job, why she works for him, not that important. Um, but she takes a bit of hair from Frank Grillo, we learned in the quote-unquote yesterday. She uses his DNA 
and puts it in the machine and basically some for some reason that DNA connects with this machine. Who knows? Science, science, science. And that's what trapped him in this loop. He starts learning this, you know, little bit, little bit. She she tries to quietly leave him cue, clues uh, that, you know, aren't quite like this is what I'm doing because Mel Gibson, the bad guy, is watching her. So she's got to be, you know, discreet as much as he, she can to get things out to him because as far as she's concerned, she only has one day because we find out the next day she was killed. This is the day he keeps repeating over and over and over again. He finally gets all the way to the end to the bad guys and the bag and Mel Gibson's like, well, good, great. I'm glad you were here. Um, you know, now who's watching your son? He runs, sees that his son, they, they actually killed his son. And then the end of the world comes. What we don't, what we come to learn is this machine um, is able to bend space and time and they're testing it. And, but it could actually end the world and it does end the world. So the, um, he just kind of lets it, the world end every day because he's still reliving. That's how the day ends. He never got this far to see the day end. Now he figured out all these things, how to get the tracker out of him, which buys him time and gets him this far to um, to uh, spend time with his son. Then his son mentions something about his mom calling and he realizes, wow, she stays alive until this time. I have 14 minutes from the time I wake up to get to there and to save her life. And like it, it's a lot of fun. He kind of, um, I talked about the actors in this movie. There's also Ken Young, isn't it? And Rob Gronkowski plays, just plays this guy in a helicopter who's shooting at him. But at one point, you know, it's at the beginning of every day, the helicopter's there to try to kill him because Mel Gibson seems to spare no expense to kill this guy. Sends a whole, that's kind of the, the fun of this. The, these colorful uh, assassins that the, this group of assassins that that are collected to try to kill Frank Grillo and he has to deal with them and he kind of figures it all out because he's reliving his day over and over and he gets to them first and that's fun. Um, but at the that quote unquote last day, he gets to um, the uh, he he jumps at the helicopter, gets in the helicopter you know, gets Gronk out of there and forces the pilot to take him there, takes the helicopter gun. And that was actually one of the, like the most satisfying parts in the movie. We see all these assassins who have been sent to kill him over and over and over again. Now their day is just starting because it's so early in the morning. So they're getting ready to leave. And he stands on the other side of this door with this machine gun and just mows them all away, which was fun. Another thing is Michelle Yao plays this like Olympic sword fighter, I think, or champion sword fighter. Of course, that's going to come into play. I thought she was going to know about the time loop, be in the time loop with him, help him get out. But instead, he's just like, you know, I really like to, you know, learn how to sword fight uh, uh, really quick. Can you help me today? And it shows her saying yes. And they do that over and over and over again. And every time he's like, you know, I, I, I've never done this before. Then he's like, you know, I tried this before. You know, I've been practicing, but I don't have, I need better teaching. I you know I'm getting really good at it, but I'm a little rusty. And it shows him getting better and better and better because there's this one assassin he couldn't get by. Uh, and he finally kills her and then uses her little, um, her little saying back to her. But of course, that's only satisfying to him because he relives the day the next day and he just mows, mows them all down with the machine gun, is able to get to Mel Gibson and to um, his crony, played by Will Sasso, who's known more for comedic things, uh, and kill them both to save Naomi Watts. And she realizes, oh, my God, you've, you did it. It worked. How, how many times did it take you? He's like, only once. 
Now, he'd, and maybe it only took him once to get to her, but he's been reliving the day over and over and over again. And there were just nice little moments of him just wanting to be with the kid who didn't even know he was his son um, and just learn everything he can about him because he was away at quote-unquote work or being a mercenary or whatever he was. Um, so the end, of course, is like, you know, for whatever reason, you have to walk into the machine to reset it. And she says, you know, you're going to walk to the machine. It's going to reset the day again. But only this time, if you die, you die. He's like, well, wait for me. Now, my understanding, because he wakes up and he goes, like, there was also a, narr- a narration the whole time, him narrating to the to the audience. And um, not, not fourth wall looking at the camera, but just like, you know, voiceover. Except that last moment, he goes... He goes, okay, now I just have, to, just have to make through the day without dying. Piece of cake. And he kind of looks into the camera almost like, I know everything I have to do. I just have to do it perfectly this time. And um, the movie ends. And we assume he gets through the whole day. But I assume he's going to do the same thing, get in the helicopter, get to her, kill Mel Gibson, kill Will Sasso, and save her but now we don't have the end of the time he doesn't we don't have to worry about the end of the world because he reset things but we do have to worry about her still being killed is my understanding because it's that day again again little loopholes that it's like don't let that take away from the kind of the fun that was this movie really strong soundtrack you know the stuff was like on the nose you know there, there was can I, if I could live this day over and over and, you know, uh, day after day. And, of course, Boston's long time. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to do this song. Oh, I want to use this song. I'm like, nah, I got to go with Boston. got to go with... I want to say 2000-something-something. I went to see Boston. Brad Delp was still alive. He couldn't quite hit the high notes. They had another guy there who could hit the high notes. It was in Manchester, New Hampshire. I went with um, my brother and my buddy Dave and his brother Paul, and we had fun. But they it just it, they weren't great. I don't even think the tour ended up like they played for like hours, and they had like I think there was a woman playing the flute in the band or something. I don't know. There was a different. It was a different band. This was like right towards the end of um, well, I guess they're still around, but towards the end of um, you know like their time with Brad Delp. And uh, I've always been a fan of Boston. I'm in Massachusetts. You have you you if you're of a certain age and you're in Massachusetts, you have to like at least some Boston. It's a rule, Chris. I assume you like some Boston. You have to. Um, anyway, I'm, I feel like I'm just talking to him. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I nailed it. I think. Uh, and I looked at the poster because if you if you look at the show notes of any of these episodes, I hope some of you see this. I put it on Instagram, I put it on Twitter, I put it on Facebook. But if you're listening to this in your iPod app, I hope the show notes or something shows the picture. Because I do a picture for every single movie. And this one, I found the poster, I go, cool. Oh, I'm thinking, you know, Frank Grillo is the star of the movie. Maybe I'll leave him on there and I'll stick my head on Mel Gibson. We don't need to see Mel Gibson. But then I realize this poster shows nine different versions of Frank Grillo. And, uh, and like from all the different times he has to relive and die and all this stuff. And I said, you know what? I, putting my head on Mel Gibson would be the easy, easy way out. You got to put all nine face, all nine heads have to be Frank Grillo. So it is now 930. I need to stop talking to you now and get this Photoshop thing done. Okay. Cause I have the ticking clock until midnight now. Um, 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else to talk about with this movie because I feel like this is a, kind of a short episode. I mean, sure, I had the music and stuff, but I've only been talking to you for 15 minutes. Um, trying to say what else. I don't. I don't really know what else to say. I think I just like. I I I get a kick out of violence that's so violent that it's it's like watching Wile E. Coyote fall off a bridge. Um, I had fun. I thought Frank Grillo actually really exceeded as far as the comic chops and the timing and stuff. I thought he did a nice job. Um, I think him and I. It's like we. Have, I'm not an actor, but like as far as like abs and stuff, we have that in common, which is really cool. I don't know if he if he follows me online, but um, if he did, he'd. Well, I, I actually I don't show my abs off online. I think that would be a little little too conceited uh, for for me. In fact, for these pictures, if you notice, it's my body too. It's I mean, you don't have to look into it, but just you can just assume that it's my body. Um, Mel Gibson, it's like he was fine in it. He didn't have to do anything. Again, he didn't have to do anything. He's like, I'm the bad guy, and he's the bad guy. Uh, there was, you know, the the scene early on where we see him, where they go, this is yesterday, and he goes to the lab and talks to her, and we get the whole story of, hey, um, you know, you're a scientist. Well, you were never there. Well, can I talk to Joe? I don't see him in a while. Well, he's my son, too. Doesn't he know? And he doesn't need to know because you're not there. It's like... They're talking to each other, but they're giving us everything in the backstory that, you know, it's a little too, um, I forget. I know, I always think back to a conversation or to, to something that Albert Brooks said in some interview where he's like, people don't talk. Like whenever you hear someone say, listen, man, you're my brother. Okay. We've been through this ever since mom, our mother and dad, our father, you know, died. Like he's like, people don't talk like that. People don't people don't say things like that. They don't they don't say, "Hey, you, you're my brother. I'm your sister." Like that's not, you know, so ever since that I've noticed that use of like overly being narrative narrative. I don't know if there's it's like giving plot, too much plot, you know, for the and you see it in bad TV shows. Um, and sometimes I forgive it in bad TV shows. I'm like, "Okay, you got to get the you have to get it out there somehow." Uh, so I Saw this, I kind of recognize that for what it is. You know, sometimes it's like, let it happen instead of just showing it. Show me, don't tell me. But it was quick. And, you know, maybe, I, I don't understand. Oh, I was going to say, why was he there in the first place? But she let him know that they might be hiring. It was all just to try to get him in there, into the loop. She was That was her plan the whole time. Part of me wanted her to be the bad guy, the the big bad at the end. I thought that would have been... Uh, a lot of fun if we find out that she was pulling the strings to Mel Gibson, but they showed that pretty early that it wasn't the case. Um, that would have been, I think, made it a little more interesting. But as far as like just a feel-good action, you know, bad guys lose, good guy wins. Um, you couldn't really have that, I guess, in this kind of movie. Man, my knee is, my leg is a popping tonight. Let's see if I can give you one. No, it never works. Oh, it never works when I talk, when I mention it. But when I put the, you know, I don't mention it, you can hear snap, crackle, and pop in the background. Oh, my God. Oh, I think, I think I'm going to have what, what people, what doctors refer to as arthritis someday in my, in my knees or my legs. <sighs> okay, I think I'm done now. I think, um, I, think I, I think I nailed enough. I'm glad I watched this. Not a very long movie, 90 minutes. Um, but I think it was very, it was enjoyable. 
a lot of the times I, I say, you know what? I go in expecting something, and if it delivers that, great. Then I then I call it a success, even if I know it's not going to be a great movie. If it delivers that, I can and I find myself enjoying. I'm like, okay, well that then I consider that. Turn something down. I consider that a good movie or quote unquote a good time and a success. And that means I enjoyed it. You know, there's sometimes I'll watch a movie and I'll just pull my hair out going, this was a bad idea. Um, you know, and, and I call that uh, New Mutants or I call that Scream 4. Um, Mr. Green, if you're listening, you know, Scream 4. I will never, I, that is the lacuna coil of movies to me. Um, Okay, that's it, my friends. I think I'm done here. Yeah, I'm done. I gotta go Photoshop. I gotta Photoshop, and I gotta put this. I gotta put this online. Man, my knee is going crazy now. Nope. No, I see. I should just keep talking about it because then it goes away. You know. All right. I'm rambling. I'm scrambling, and basically, I feel like I'm in a time loop because every day I wake up, I watch a movie, I um, and I talk about it. I do a Photoshop. I put it all online. I'm in my own personal time loop. Uh, we've all been kind of weird in a weird time loop the last year, but right now, this last few weeks, every day is the same. And now the fact that I'm doing time loop movies, it's very meta. My life is very meta right now. It's so exciting. Okay, my friends, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. You know that already because I say it every day, and I'm going to say it again tomorrow. You can find me on Facebook at Fans Not Experts, and the website, of course, is FansNotExperts.com, and you know what's coming next. You know how it ends because it always ends this way. Right now, I'm going to hit reset and it's going to go right back to tomorrow and we have another movie, another day. But until then, my friends, here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode That's not experts